Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel, because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. Welcome back. I'm your host, Shannon McGuire, and this week we're talking about resentment. Oh, resentment. Resentment is creepy. It like creeps up on you. It, at least for me, it does. I'll use I statements and me statements. Resentment comes into my life and it just creeps up like on my spine, up the base of my neck to the top of my head and then just yuck. resentment. Oh, and sometimes resentment is born out of situations of love. It's so weird. So being a mom and taking care of others. I don't even know if taking care is the right word, guiding, leading, nurturing others. I'm nurturing others. I'm giving love and giving care to the people around me. Sometimes that becomes draining. And the times I notice it's draining, if I keep going and don't take pause to recharge, I am inviting resentment into my life. When I think about the buildup of all the little questions and all the little thoughts that I don't really consider, I just let them compound That's when resentment comes, you know, the why am I doing so much more than they are? Why can't he do it? And why, why? And it's me, 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 and they're not doing enough and all these things. Resentment. My mom has a saying, closed mouths don't get fed. And this is pivotal to me and resentment because a lot of times I notice when I'm not communicating properly, it's because I'm not asking for help. I might think I am. But I'm not truly asking. I'm being passive aggressive. I'm being wishy-washy. I'm projecting telepathically, but I'm not opening my damn mouth and saying what I really feel. Why is that? Resentment creeps up on me when things don't go my way over and over and over. And an inability to recognize where I have stopped saying yes to myself. I've stopped making decisions that are best for me first and foremost that recharge me. Through the lens of innocence and purity of that intention to do good and be the caregiver, nurturer, guide for my family. Sometimes it comes in with little things like we want dinner. Who wants to decide what's for dinner? Well, arguments ensue. But I didn't decide what I wanted for dinner. I opened it up to everyone else. Cleaning up. Saying you guys need to clean up. But then they don't. And I do it behind them and say next time you need to. Well, you cleaned up. And now you're chastising them because they didn't do it. It comes in all forms. Compassion can be a gateway to resentment. Compassion and that constant forgiveness and kindness towards others when pure is never draining. It is recharging or neutral. It is just what it is. But when it becomes a drain, for me, I recognize that's because I've attached an expectation to it. I am being compassionate towards others because... I am being kind towards others because I am being forgiving because and if that because is ended with anything close to because I want something, it's not going to be good. Then my compassion over and over and over is really a different form of cleverness. We talked about that last week with innocence. When you were approaching innocence with this cleverness and this wittiness to try to get what you want, that's not innocence. That's calculation. That's manipulation. So what does that have to do with resentment? Everything. (laughs) Resentment can be bred from those unexpected expectations not being met. Said differently. My brain just went all over the board here. Let me back up. 
Resentment can be bred from expectations. When things don't go my way, then resentment starts to creep in. It's slow at first, and then it consistently builds. If I'm ever just spiking out in negativity because of something that didn't go my way, I'm aware then that I'm in victimhood. It took a lot of practice to get there. But just like anything, the muscle gets exercised. And so when I spike out into that resentment, I can go there and I can be fierce sometimes. So what I've had to learn to do is bring it back. Bring it back to understanding that no one owes me shit. I don't owe them shit either. Also bringing it back to why am I doing this? Am I doing this and being a mom so that I could get something in return? Am I doing this and leading in business and community so I can get something in return? If I'm looking for a return, that's different than receiving. So that brings me back to the beginning of some of what we were talking about. Closed mouths don't get fed. Am I opening up with the truth and asking for help? Am I willing to admit I don't know something? Am I willing to admit I don't know what to do? Am I willing to admit I just can't keep going? I need help. I practice that shit daily now. Sometimes it's small and sometimes it's large. But I recognize that as one of the top struggles for caregivers and for people that are there for others, moms, dads included. It's hard to ask for help, especially when you're the one constantly being the helper. Why? Many different reasons we can unpack later. But right now, when it comes back to resentment, sometimes it's self-imposed because I don't ask for help very good and very often. Well, that was the story I was telling myself. And once I fixed that story in terms of, wait a minute, so I could change that. Now that I'm aware of it, I can change it. Huh? Now what do I do? Now I go ask for help. Can't do it alone, guys. Need your help. How can you contribute? Now that becomes the second layer of resistance and that compassion fatigue because showing up and saying I need help doesn't mean that help is going to arrive and they know what to do. Sometimes people just don't know what to do and they may not know what to say and they may deflect right back on you. Sometimes people are in fads or victimhood and they can't see that they're in fads and victimhood while they blame you. Sometimes people just don't have what it takes Sometimes people don't have what it takes to do what's necessary to help. So that becomes the decision point where that power comes in. And depending on what decisions that you're making for yourself and others, it becomes very important to practice that consideration coupled with that discernment and coming from that place of innocence and purity of that intention, not necessarily to do harm, but to be and be good and joy. Just observe you. Super important because When resentment starts to fester, it leads to anger if it keeps going for me and then grief and then eruption. And before you know it, lava is spewing and shit is flying higher than doomsday volcano eruptions. So resentment, that one can be really dangerous. That one can be a real challenge because it's subtle and sometimes it's explosive, but it's usually seeded by expectations. So consider What expectations are you holding on to? Are there some draining, I want, I want, I'm doing this because I want? Or is it coming from a place of a burning desire to feel good and do good, which I label as innocence? Consider where resentment might be creeping up in your life. Consider where your compassions are starting to turn into fatigue. Because you don't get there overnight. It just compounds over time. So consider those things, because now that they're in your awareness and you're considering them, you can do something about them. And that is the fun of living in joy and conquering fads. Be who you are. 
Acknowledge how you feel, because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. If you enjoy these nuggets of mom wisdom, I encourage you to check out SupremeMoms.com, where you'll find tools and insights to help you live more days feeling good about being yourself.